Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. And this episode is for when mama needs a break, when you're feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated, like you have just not caught in your breath and you're at that edge. You're at that edge of losing it. So I want you to save this podcast episode. I want you to open up the podcast app, flag this, save this, download this episode so then you can come back to it at other times because what I want for this episode is when you are feeling those feelings of overwhelmed, overstimulated, like you're about to lose it, lose your cool, or after you have lost your cool, come back to this podcast episode and let it be a way to recenter yourself. I'm going to give you some really great calming and nourishing techniques. I'm going to be that bestie that like puts you back into like know who you are. Like I want to encourage you to step back into your power as a mom. And then I've got some tips for you. I've got some ways to communicate. I also have our cycle segment and we'll lead off with ending on a really great journal prompt for you. So let's roll into today's episode. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. My friend, we have all been there. Those times where it's just a lot. It's a lot in the moment. It's been a lot for a long time working through different things. And I really want to start this out with taking a deep breath together, breathing in, in through your nose and out through your mouth. Take those couple breaths. As you listen to me talk, focus on your breathing. Maybe if you can put your hand on your heart for just a moment and center yourself. You're here, you're with a fellow mom that has lost her cool before. I've talked to a lot of of other moms that have lost it in those moments as well, and I'm here to tell you it's a universal feeling, and it is all something that we go through and we feel, and sometimes it feels heavier than others. What I want you to know is don't feel guilty about this feeling. Don't feel guilty about feeling overstretched by the load that you are carrying and all that you do because it is a lot. Caring for others is a lot. It's an act of servitude. And while that servitude and our, you know, ones that are causing these feelings are our biggest blessings, don't feel bad about this. You know, I always go back to Jesus went to solitude He had to refresh in solitude on his own. He had his disciples. He had a support system, but he had to refresh on his own. And there is nothing wrong with you that you need some alone time. You need some alone time, some time alone. You are a really great mom. 
You're doing an amazing job. And there are challenges and trials and struggles that are unique to you and your family and your children, but they are also a collective experience of every mom and every child will go through tough and challenging trials. While the what is a little bit different because you have your own unique experiences, your child has their unique self, but the universal feeling of being tapped out, overwhelmed, and like there is pressure is a part of this. And it is a sign to simmer ourselves back down. And there's a lot of times where we don't even know how to do that. You are a great mom. And even if you messed up, if you are on listening to this podcast episode and you're like, Joel, but I, I really messed up. I really did or said something to my kids that I feel ashamed of. I want you to feel a sense of how can this become an example or an example of a proper apology. And I, I try to even myself when I have had those moments where I messed up big time, whether it was explosiveness or an action or words that I said, I try to calm myself down and always come back to that apology. Even if I'm apologizing for something from yesterday or something from the day before, and I'm telling you this because I was in those trenches, there have been times where I have lost it. And we were driving in the car and one of my children brought up that moment that I lost it and they were expressing how like, please don't do that again, mom. And I gave a genuine apology. I modeled a proper apology. And here's a little side note. When you are apologizing, this is just not just for your kids, but in any situation, try not to use but, instead use and also. So you can explain and express, you know, in that moment, I was feeling really angry and feeling overwhelmed. And also, I really felt like you guys weren't listening to me because I said da 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 a lot of times. And that made me feel so frustrated. But even though I feel frustrated and even though I feel angry, insert what it was you did that you feel shame about. And express to them, you know, I really don't want to do that again. And I am so sorry because that is not the proper way to handle and then explain situation. You can model that proper apology to your children. And actually, the more you mess up and the more you properly apologize, they are going to learn how to properly apologize and take ownership of their own wrongdoings and I truly think that will rid them of shame of doing things that that are out of their alignment because they know with that proper apology can also sometimes come great peace and great grace and unconditional love for each other right so I want to encourage you that and there are times too where I'm explaining myself and I try so hard in many different contexts of things, not use the word but, but use and also instead in the um, conversation because sometimes using but, 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 you know, that can make it feel like you're discrediting what it is, like your own ownership, like it was valid. 
okay, but you guys were doing this, but I had already told you that. It kind of discredits, I feel like, the apology, whereas, and also leads to more of a flow and consideration, like consideration, a consider, an apology that is more considerate. That's what I was trying to say. But if you really messed up, mama, think of how this can be a teachable moment and think about how recourse correcting this teachable moment can be a gift to your kids because there are going to be times in their lives where they need to apologize to their future significant others, to their friends, to their bosses at their careers or whatever it is. And if they have seen that modeled apology, that's a gift. So a gift can come through those moments where we as moms are not perfect. And that's even something I've said to my children before too, is this is my first time being a mom. And if I do something that really doesn't feel right, please tell me, please tell me, because this is my first time being a mom. Sometimes I don't know what to do or how to handle situations. And just know that we collectively have all felt that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I lost my cool. I lost it. I'm ashamed of what I did or what I said or how I reacted. And bring yourself back to how could this be a teachable moment? And even if you need to give time and space to emotions. And I want to just give you guys a couple affirmations as maybe you're out on a walk with me right now. Maybe you're listening into your headphones. I want you to really tune in right now to these affirmations that I want to speak over you. And I want you to hear these words. And when you hear these affirmations, feel them in your heart. The first one is no one can be a better mother for your kids than you can. You are an amazing mom, even as you work hard to become a better one. I'm going to read that one again. I loved that one because it's It's not from the standpoint of perfection of being like, I'm an amazing mom. I'm an amazing mom. And we all know we fall short at times. I'm an amazing mom. And also I am working hard to become a better one. My body is beautiful, strong, and deserving of love. My needs and desires matter. They deserve to be met. I am worthy of receiving love and I give that love. Taking care of myself is not selfish. It is necessary for me to reset and be a great mom. The way I choose to parent is the best choice for my family. The way I choose to parent is the best choice for my family. I am strong, capable, and powerful. I find joy in the everyday moments of my life. Even after this rough day, I can think of three things that brought me joy. I've got some more here for you guys. When there is chaos around me, I am the calm. I laugh with my children every day. I am more than just a mom. My job at home is worth millions. I am leaving a legacy of love. I will do what I can. No one expects perfection. We'll hold that one too. I will do what I can. No one expects perfection. I might not see it now, 
but the time I'm investing in my kids does matter. My home is a safe place. And I just wanted to leave you with some of those powerful affirmations. If you need to listen through them again and again, I'll put some timestamps and various resources and try to put some of those into the show notes below, but you can come back to those. And I know for me, in those moments when I'm spiraling because I haven't had any me time or I haven't recentered myself or it's just been thing after thing after thing after thing, sometimes if I spend too much time alone in my head, it just starts spiraling in the wrong direction. So that's why I wanted to bring you those affirmations today because I believe them about you. I believe them about you and I want you to borrow that belief of me in you and Borrow that belief of me and you and start believing in yourself. So what can we do to take a time out? What can we do to recenter ourselves and to pause ourselves? And I actually asked on Instagram, I'm going to pull it up really quickly here. I once again, time and time and time and time and time and time and time again, I say this, that I absolutely love when you guys go are listening to the podcast And then you come to my Instagram and send me a DM on something that was powerful and impactful for you. Okay, so I asked on Instagram, how do you feel about the time you need for yourself? 81% of my Instagram people, which is a lot of you guys, I love you guys, love you guys, said, I need more time alone. And when I saw that 81% of you said, I need more time alone, I was like, Joelle, same and listen let it let's record a podcast episode about this and have it be a resource like I'm gonna re-listen to this too when it's like mama needs a break mama needs a time out right I'm gonna come back and re-listen to this as well just for that encouragement and like solidarity right knowing 81% of other listeners feel like they need a little bit more alone time 8% said I get plenty of alone time. And then 11% said, I'm not one that craves alone time. And both of those are good too. And I also believe that there are going to be seasons where sometimes you are craving more alone time and sometimes when you're not. Okay. Because let's take the school year. During the school year, I had one child in daycare Monday to Friday. I had one kid going to school Monday to Friday and I had a lot of alone time. This summer, I have not had hardly any moments where I have been by myself at all. There has always been a child or another. Yeah, there's always been a child with me since the beginning of summer, which I indicated that was probably my a lot of my reasoning. I wasn't prioritizing moments alone for myself. I'll talk about what I do when I'm in that type of funk and how to turn it around here in a second. But when I saw that statistic on Instagram, I was like, oh, I got to tell the, I got to tell you, I got to tell you this. 81% responded the same thing. And if you're like, I get plenty of time alone or I don't crave time alone, I truly believe there's going to be some seasons where you do feel like you need a bit of alone time. It happens, right? Like that is the ebb and flow of life. So there will come a time where you're not like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to like be alone or get like have space there will, there will come a time for that. And then I found something, something else very interesting because I asked 
the questions of how do you fill your cup? Because after that statistic, I wanted to know what do my friends on social media do? This is what would be fun about a Patreon because I could like upload this episode and then there could be comments in the Patreon app underneath. You guys could all respond to. But when you need alone time, what do you do? That's what I asked on Instagram. And a lot of people had really great responses and I'm going to read them out loud or a handful of them. A lot said exercise. A lot said various um, ways of like going outside, rollerblading. Hey, I'm all about that. Gardening, reading, book, facial, pedicure, um, call another friend, pedicures, see my family, crafts, walk, watch a show, shopping. Um, let's see here. I'm scrolling. There were so many of you that responded to this. I absolutely love it. Taking a day off of work and spending some time shopping, getting the nails done, hammock in a book, getting lashes done, taking yourself on a date, walking around Costco. Um, somebody said like this is non-existent in life right now. Laying in bed and reading, um, taking yourself out to eat, people watching, sauna, oh my gosh, quality time. All of this stuff is so great. I absolutely love this and found these so helpful. And I kind of wanted to consolidate them, but I did want to talk about first the expectation versus reality because I recognized in myself like, oh my gosh, I'm really just craving some time alone, but I really didn't want to go be alone. I was like, okay, if I could teleport my bestie from Texas to here, go meet up at a patio, skip out on the bedtime rigmarole, her and I just sit and chat, watch the sunset, talk, 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 because that's what we do. That's what I want to do for my alone time. Well, that was expectation. <laughs> that wasn't realistic. I can't teleport her. And the reason why I, I say that is because she we have this dynamic where we don't have to like force schedule things together. It's just always kind of like a, hey, do you want to meet up? Hey, are you free? At least that's how it was when we lived together. And I was like, oh, that is just, to me, if you have a friend like that, that is just can be that last minute, like, hey, I'm open. Are you open? And then you don't have guilt about saying no, but you also have excitement about saying yes, if it truly does or does not work out for you. Like, that's just top notch. But instead of figuring out something else to do that could real like that was re reality that could fill my cup I just didn't do anything I just let things pile up and 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 my husband kept being like oh I've got to go do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do this and I've got to do that and it was like him constantly being like okay you get to go do all of the things that you want and I am here with the kids because somebody's got to be here with the kids and it's like I know that term default parent Sometimes I hear that kind of stuff and I don't want it to be a disrespect to any of the parents that are like, I have a really great partner because I do like I have a really great partner. That whole default dynamic, though, does just naturally fall into place without discussion. And if I don't advocate for myself, right, like I wish sometimes I wish I had that person that was like, 
oh, I scheduled a massage for you. We don't have anything going on on Saturday, so I scheduled one for you. I want you to go get this massage. You deserve this time away. You've been around the kids doing all of the things. I'm going to take over for these three hours or whatever For because no, where I live, you have to commute somewhere. That also comes into play here with what I'm going to talk about. But if I, if I wait for him to do that, it's not going to happen. I've got to do that for myself. And I have to speak in an empowered way to communicate that without it being like, I do all of the things and you do nothing. We're not going to be in that type of energy when we are talking about this. So I've got more tips leading into this. So let's roll in. So I created this small list or this list of small things that I can do for a timeout for myself. And I'm going to keep this podcast and I also put these as a list on my phone. So then the next time I really just feel like I'm tapped out, touched out, frustrated, overwhelmed, frazzled, like I need a moment. I'm going to look at this list and I'm going to think of it in the insight of which one sticks out that's going to feel good and that's going to give me energy. So for me, you heard all the ladies that I talked about. For me, I wrote out sit on the patio and listen to a favorite song a quick walk. And I was even talking to some, one of my friends about this and she's like, oh yeah, you know, this 15, 20 minute loop I walk to kind of recenter myself. And I think because last year I was into long 45 minute walks, I somehow was like, well, if I can't do the whole 45 minute route, what's the point? But it's so true. If I just go outside, walk five minutes away from my house, walk five minutes back, I'm going to feel so much better than just staying in this, right? So quick walk. Another one that I am like, oh, I'm so going to remember this is drive to get a coffee and listen to music. Music for me changes my mood so much. I have various playlists on my phone. I've mentioned a couple of those playlists in my girl chat podcast. Another one was shower and skincare after dinner. So you know that time after dinner where you're kind of like doing things as a family, but yet it still is like, very much everybody's kind of tapped out and touched out by the end of the day. I noticed this when it was in more of the school year, even in the summertime, you know, we've had activities and we've been active. And instead of taking like my body shower and doing my skincare after the kids are in bed, because I'm like toast at that time, I'm just like, hey, I'm feeling a little grubby. I'm going to go take a shower. That's going to make me feel better. And then we're going to get bedtime on the roll. This for me takes max of like 15 minutes and never once has my kids or my husband interrupted that time for whatever reason. So instead, like it really does do something great for your nervous system to take a shower. I know so many people are into cold plunging and I want to do more research on this because while the cold plunge research is really great, there is this element and dynamic of for women warming, I've, I've, I want to get an acupuncturist on the podcast to talk about this because I've heard some ad, acupuncturists speak out that like as a woman, especially in years where we are having our cycle, warming is better for us than cold. So like warming foods, warming temperatures, sauna, much better for us than like the hot, cold, hot, cold. But I don't want to like discredit the cold plunging. I want an expert to come on and talk about this. But there is just something about the water, the steam, the warmth, the the touching of your body, like 
getting a nice shower, the skincare, you feel all fresh and clean, get some, you get your pajamas on and then roll into bedtime with your kids. That's probably my favorite, favorite one, right? Ones that I thought of to do that if like my kids are home with me, it's the middle of the day, they're kind of just following me everywhere, getting my ice roller and ice rolling my face, but then also ice rolling my chest. So what you would do is ice roll from your mid chest outward kind of towards your shoulder on each side. I saw somewhere that this is supportive for the vagus nerve. They had information of why that is important. I just picked up my ice roller and I tried it and I was like, oh, this does kind of take me out of that overstimulation and bring some sort of calming, grounding touch when I'm in that frantic energy. And then legs up the wall, lay down on the floor, put your feet up a wall and lay with your hands. So the palm of your hands on your eyes. I'm doing this right now because I'm trying to like, how do I describe this while you guys can't see me but I just put the bottom of my palms right on my eye sockets light pressure do this with your legs up the wall your kids will probably be like mom what are you doing and if they are like what are you doing you say hey come try this with me and just try to sit there for as long as you can if that as long as you can is 10 seconds or if it ends up being five to ten minutes it will help you feel better So that's my list. That's what's on my list. But I want to just really encourage you today, if you're somebody who struggles with asking for help, if you're somebody who doesn't know how to communicate this and you don't, like I said, I don't have a spouse that is like verbally verbally affirming of this, I advocate for myself on this and what I do and what has worked well is I'm feeling blank and blank will help me feel better. So like I said in the beginning, I said I'm feeling grubby, (laughs) like I'm feeling grubby, I'm feeling blah, and I know going and taking a shower will help me feel better, then we'll roll into bedtime. I know that if I said to my husband I'm feeling just a lot right now like you don't even have to explain it that much I'm gonna go for a drive grab a coffee listen to music I'll be back in a little bit or if you are like I'm feeling like I need a big refresh I think a massage or a spa day will help me feel better and I think if you approach it in that way, so it's it's not like I've been doing all of this stuff and I just need a break. I take care of, I da 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 da. I just really feel like this clear communication, most men respond to this. You express what you're feeling and then you say, here's the solution. Because a lot of times if you don't have that solution, men are going to try to like throw things at you or try to fix the problem. And then we're just like, I didn't need you to fix it. I just wanted you to hold space. But my point of all of this is, is like sometimes we have that expectation versus reality of how we want to spend our alone time. And I want you to have some realistic things in your back pocket that aren't a big fuss. You know what I mean? Because for me, the big things, and this is my next tip, is Put some things on your schedule for you. 
Now, I saw some of the ladies in there had pedicures and facials. Pedicures for me, I don't like them. I actually don't enjoy them at all. But I love my hair appointments and I get them about every eight-ish weeks now that I have extensions, they need to get moved up. And I've actually felt like, man, because I know I have that extension move up, I'm like, oh, well, I know I'm going to get alone time at that appointment and social time because I really enjoy the ladies who do my hair. But this last appointment, my son had to come with me. So it genuinely was like, I have not had alone time, right? But there have been times where I'm like, man, you know, if I just did myself a favor and I looked at, especially if you can cycle sync this, if I'm like, I know I get really overstimulated and overwhelmed in late luteal, I'm going to look at when I'm in late luteal and I'm going to pre-schedule a massage, pre-schedule a massage or pre-schedule insert something that will really make you feel good. For me, I really do think massages and stuff like that is really great for moms, especially when we or have littles and they're always touching us. Maybe if you're like super touched out, a massage wouldn't be great for you, like a sauna session and, you know, pay for a day pass at a place, right? Like pay for a day pass at a place, go to a workout class, use their sauna, and there is some me time for you. So I want you to have both options of simple streamline and then kind of like extra special. You kind of have to have the rigmarole of like, well, obviously somebody else needs to be with your kids. You kind of have to make the time and chunk of time to do that. Maybe schedule the appointment, but have some of those things on the forefront to look forward to. Because with this last time, and that's what I'm going to talk about here is I, over this last weekend, felt like I was really in a funk. I really felt like I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm just always the one that's juggling this dynamic. I haven't gotten a break. I haven't had any time alone. And what I did to turn it around was I genuinely asked myself, okay, what are those things that make me feel good and have I done them? Which is kind of wild because things like shower, do my hair, get dressed, make the time for my reading devotional workout. I wasn't making time for those in like four days. So that Thursday to Sunday, I hadn't done any of those things. And I'm like, well, it makes sense as to why I wasn't feeling my best. So I just started with those small things that like, give me a little bit of life. What are those small things that give you a little bit of life? Is it putting on a cute outfit? Some people don't care about that. So is it doing your hair? Some people don't care about that. You have to be specific on, I really kind of like spending some extra time doing this. For example, if you really enjoy like making your coffee in the morning, slow it down and savor that time. For me, I'm just like pour, shake, because I do protein coffee, pour, shake, and like get to doing all of the things. It's not something that like gives me joy in like making and crafting that, but maybe for you, it is. I'm turning the page here of my notes. So you guys are going to hear that. And rolling in and completing the part of that where I really sat down and I was like, oh, guess what? This week, I was, I was scheduling out my week. So I was feeling overwhelmed and stimu- stimulated on Sunday. And I went and scheduled out my week and I was like, oh yeah, my husband and I have a date night this week. I remember a while ago, I booked this babysitter and it happened on this week because she couldn't make another date work. And I was like, we just need something on the calendar pick a day. She chose this one. And I'm like, this could not have been better timing because 
two weeks ago, I wasn't feeling this overwhelm, overstimulated disconnection. And then Sunday, I was like, oh, I have something to look forward to. And I was then just like, that was even beneficial. And so I think I can be better about that is putting something ahead of time that's for me. So I do have that consistent like appointment, right? Because if you make an appointment, whether it's a pedicure or a massage or something with a friend on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning or Sunday evening, whatever it is, there's that appointment to like keep it. And if you have it ahead of time, it's something you can look forward to. So then it's like, oh, I'm feeling just tapped out and touched out, but soon I have that. You know what I'm saying? But have the things that I mentioned earlier. So when you're in the moment, if even if it's just that ice roller, you take that ice roller out and you start rolling your face, you start rolling it along your chest. Don't know if that vagus nerve stuff is actually accurate, but it did just create a sense of grounding for me. And I told you guys we're starting a new segment. I called it Cycle Sisters segment in the last one. I think we're just going to call it cycle segment of this episode because we are the Living in Sync with Your Cycle podcast. So what I wanted to note for you in relation to this topic is I want you to start taking note of the bad days, okay? This was really beneficial to me because for so long, I was like, how come I have more bad days than other people do? There's no way that people have as many bad days as I do. There's no there's no way, and I just overhyped it. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to put, I think I started putting like a very bulleted circle, like a circle and filled in on the days where I was like, that was just a very chaotic, what I would say as bad day. Like I was just not myself. I wasn't happy with how I showed up. My energy, mood, and emotion was off. And I started to take note of it. And when I saw the reality that I had way more good days than I had bad days, I was like, well, everybody has a bad day. Like everybody has down days. And when I looked realistically at how many down days, bad days, whatever it is you want to call them, I was like, oh, this is so interesting because in my head, I thought they were happening way more often when that what they were actually were. Then I wanted you to take note okay, where was I at in my cycle on these days? This is how I really, when I was struggling heavily with hormonal imbalances, this is really how I self-diagnosed my PMDD because I then saw how it was consistently a few days before my menstrual phase, so in my late luteal, every single time, and it was down, 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 down days some ugly days. And I knew that learning how to live in sync with my cycle, having some supportive hormonal supplementation like Baseline from Protea, I will leave that linked in the show notes. So many of you guys are loving Baseline right now. I then realized if I was doing things that were helping the hormonal cycle, I started to notice that those tidal waves of down days didn't take me out. It was more like rocky wa- rocky waters. They weren't as bad. So is this cycle specific? Because scientifically, our hormones are shifting and changing. Progesterone is that hormone that's kind of that content, peaceful 
hormone. And if you are low estrogen or high estrogen, that really affects mood, energy, and emotion. Progesterone, though, is created by ovulation. So it's not just about masking it with some type of, I mean, obviously consult with your doctor, but how you balance progesterone happens through having healthy ovulation, even if you are not trying to conceive. And I really just wanted to bring that cycle awareness of maybe start paying attention to, does this happen? And some ladies feel this during ovulation because of the heightened testosterone. So start paying attention to this. Start paying attention to your body. It could be cyclical. It also couldn't be, you know? And then that's where maybe taking note and having like a dang, like bold, you could put it in your Google calendar or whatever. I just use my planner. Like if I had a, what I would call bad day or awful day, I then just put like a dark circle around that date. And then I was like, hmm, everybody's entitled to a few bad days on a monthly occasion, right? Like to me, when I saw it out of the moment and on paper, I was like, it's not as often as I thought. It's not as often as I thought. And I think about that a lot of times with in the moment motherhood frustrations, because majority of the time, I really feel like we're navigating things very well, right? And when I think about the the amount of days that I have overwhelm and freak out, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I've got a lot going on right now, right? But it is a season because guess what? September comes, school goes back in session. Like it is just too also a season. So I have a really great journal question for you guys. I loved that you loved the journal question from the last podcast episode. That was really fun. It was obviously music-based. Like, did you guys know I was that much into music? I've got so many playlists. I absolutely love listening to so many different genres of music. But this one today relates to what we just talked about. And it also comes from that journal prompt book that I talked about. A lot of them will be from that. But it's, have you ever had a bad day that was so bad it made you judge your life in a negative way. Describe it. Write it out. Don't just say yes. Write it out. Then write five things you can do to turn around your next bad day. And I would say probably have the majority of those be those little micro tangible things like I talked about that are really easy to do that don't take like, oh, get a babysitter, drive to this space in place, make the appointment, like have it be a few things that are in the moment. Make sure you guys check out the show notes for various resources that I mentioned. I'll put this journal question in there. I'm going to try to get more detailed on those show notes for you guys. And you may notice that the podcast episodes on here are going to be starting to have kind of out of context ads, ads that are not read by me, ads that are kind of filled in automatically. And I'm super honest and transparent with you guys about how um, the podcast has been free for years and years and years and years and years. And I have self, I have self-funded it. 
And I did get the opportunity to monetize it with ads and can have some compensation come through those ads. Well, my podcast is still relatively small, like we're small, but we're mighty and we're connected and I love you guys so much. And that's why I'm being real with you because I, I really think you'll understand it's at the point now where it's like, if I can monetize this, it will be beneficial for me and my energy and my momentum to keep doing this by earning from those ads. YouTubers do this all the time, right? Like you've watched YouTube videos and random ads have popped up. And yes, on YouTube, you can skip those ads. With these, you can do the fast forward 30 seconds. But I appreciate you understanding. And I held off on doing this for a long time, but I kind of realigned with things. And I was like, do I feel like it is right for right now to start incorporating some of those advertisements that I've had the opportunity to use now that the podcast has grown and grown and grown. And eventually I want to move to ads that I align with and I read and I can give you guys some personal experiences on. And this is the first step towards that. So I wanted to lead with some honesty about that. You're going to hear ads. I believe I only have them at the beginning and the end. If a mid-roll ad pops up, um, I, I'll, I'll see how I feel about that because I do listen to my own podcast and if it ever feels out of alignment, I'll turn them off. But I appreciate you guys for understanding. I hope that you know like as a podcaster to be able to have this type of advertisement on the show is actually an honor. It's kind of an honor in the sense of like advertisements see how valuable it is for you as my audience to hear about them too okay and i just i thank you for understanding and i have played around with the idea of a patreon if that's something that you guys would be interested in please let me know we could have more fun episodes over there i would post the ad free episodes over there it would just be up to you guys on that but you'll start to notice those ads rolling in i listen to podcast episodes and podcasters that have these types of ads and for a while they bothered me but then when I really thought about it I was like no this is this is so good for them and they should if they have the opportunity they should and it's great that advertisers are seeing the value of podcasters because truly it's all about you guys it's about the audience and while I want to continue to create powerful episodes that will you know, leave you entertained and feeling like you're supportive in life and in your cycle and all of that, I do make a living off of this. Like, this is what I want my career to be. And it is, it is what it is. And I'm so grateful for that. And advertisements can really help with the um, energy exchange in the monetary value. And if some of you really don't like that, I do, under, I do understand and see the point of view of others who are against ads in something like this. But I'm telling you, this was a very intentional and conscious decision for me to make. And we've had some time together. This has been a long timeout for yourself. And the next time you need a timeout, come back to this episode. Come back to this episode. I believe in Apple Podcasts, you can flag this episode and save it by just, let's see if I can do this here, by just tapping on 
the episode. And there should be my podcast, of course, are going to be pokey, pokey, pokey. Um, you can hit flag or download or save for later or something like that. Click the three buttons, save episode. So what you do is you click your episode and up by the title. So it says episode number da, 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 and the, the name of the podcast. So you'll see like mama needs a timeout. Click the three dots and then click save episode. The next time you need a timeout, the next time you need a little refresh, the next time you're feeling tapped out, touched out, you're done, you're at your edge, you're feeling overwhelmed, come back to this episode. Lean on those affirmations. Do the journal question. Find something small that's supportive and restorative, but also don't feel bad. I want you to really re-listen to the beginning of this episode when you're in the midst of it. Thank you for listening today, my friend, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. And if you loved this episode, before you go, can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review? It's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide. If you want to see more of the day-to-day stuff in my life, come on over to my Instagram. It's just my name, Joelle Cease. I will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes. So don't forget to check those out. Thanks again. And I will catch you next time.